Welcome to Basic Binges on the Nom Talk Network, folks. It is good to be back. It's good to see everyone. I think I haven't chatted with you guys since Guardians Volume 3. Um, I wish I could say, you know, this eye patch was for the theme today, but no, there was an unfortunate incident at Costco with a hot dog. Um, <laughs> just leave it at that. Um, anyways, we're here to talk about Secret Invasion, and I cannot do this without the best people in the world. Uh, my favorite scrolls uh, or guests, sorry, my favorite guests. Um, I, I love these guys more than anything in the world. Um, I'm going to give it up to Jen Athey. Jen, would you like to introduce yourself to everyone? Hi, my name is Jen Athey, and this is my friend um, Windsor here. He's just he's just here. Don't don't pay any attention to him. He's just he's just going to hang out tonight. Yeah, I'm glad Very to be cool. here. Yeah, always great to have you, Jen. Um, you. And I love that you're repping Hill. Are you eating or drinking anything tonight? I am. I have some uh, hefty hefty coping mm. liquid. Um, some Two Town Cider House Bad Apple Imperial Apple Cider, made with meadow foam honey. So yeah, 10%. God, that sounds yeah. so good. I really hope they sponsor us going forward, Steph. That would be amazing. Um, but, but yeah. As much as I've had their cider on here at this point. <laughs> it's it's going to be Coke Zero and your cider, Jen. That's what's going to be the sponsor. It is. Um, uh, I'd also love to kick it over to one of our favorite guests, Puma, who I haven't chatted with since Mando. Puma, how you doing? It's been a while. Um, it's been great. I think we most definitely will love the makeup. I think you look fantastic. I think when I addressed everyone as Skrulls, I was just joking, but with the makeup on, <laughs> I don't think we could say that's a joke anymore. Um, but always great to have you. We love that. Are you eating or drinking anything right now? I am. I'm a fan of whiskey, like Samuel himself or Nick Fury himself. So I'm uh, sipping yep. some jack and uh, Red Bull. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds amazing too. We should just have, you know, alcoholic products sponsor this show, like going forward. That's how, that's where the real money is. Everyone from 1920 knew that. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, and last but not least, one of my favorite people of all time, Jordan Roscoe. How are you, sir? Uh, it's good to see you. I'm so good to see you, Mike Manalo, man. You are my favorite host on this entire freaking platform uh i'm enjoying uh, speaking of sponsoring which i said last time when i did my own thing i'm having my wonderful cut water little tiki mai tai or as we'd like to call it the scroll tie tonight right Ooh. you know have to like theme it right it's really yes. it's just a mai tai so cut water hi hello coke we're here um <laughs> and i'm queer so yeah. you need to sponsor us this pride month anyway um yeah it did i'm so excited for this um this was something that uh, I had no clue going into, and so I'm really, really excited to talk about this. I'm I'm excited to get into it, guys. Um, and and for the record, um, in honor of today, I am drinking a uh, radioactive green sludge called Mountain Dew Baja Blast Zero. Um, yeah, it's I love it. I I'm really addicted to it, even though it tastes like gross. Sorry, um, but yeah. But that being said, um. I think we're ready to talk about some shape, talk about some shape shifting scroll action, right? Like, um, before we do get into that, though, I do want to remind folks, uh, if you're joining us on the chat, um, thank you. Welcome. We love you guys. Don't forget to redeem your nom talk points to make us do crazy stuff like hydrate. And I'm just going to emphasize hydrate because I don't want you to redeem it for anything else because everything else <laughs> is just painful. But it is your right to do so, nevertheless. Um, and uh, on a more serious note. Um, before we start 
this is the month of June, guys. This is Pride Month. Um, it's a very important month. And he, we at the Nom Talk Network, uh, we at Basic Binges, we're doing a little bit of fundraising for the Trevor Project, the nonprofit organization focused on suicide prevention efforts among the LGBTQ uh, IA plus community. Uh, we love all of you guys, um, especially if you're watching the show. Even if you're not watching the show, we still love you. But we'd love you more if you watch the show, too. Um, but um, <laughs> that being said, we're still going to raise some funds for you guys and do some good for you guys because you deserve it. And uh, yeah, um, everyone deserves to be heard. Everyone deserves to be counted and everyone deserves to be seen or half seen if you're wearing an eye patch. Um, so, yeah, that being said, um, let's let's on with the show and let's make some money for, for the Trevor Project. Um, guys, I I really like this show. I think so far so good. I think it's a huge departure from a lot of stuff that Marvel has done. Um, we've we are, we're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for 15 years now, I want to say. And yeah. Um, yeah. we are starting to get into some really adult adult fare here. Not like $9.99 a month for adult fare action, but but you know, more like $4.99 <laughs> a month um for adult action, because that's the price of Disney Plus, I think. Um, but that being said, um, yeah, this is this is a lot more mature than most of the Marvel shows. I think to me, when I started watching this, and Jen, I feel like you can back me up on this. It felt almost like a blend of 24 and X-Files, especially the way that the, mm. the, the show begins um, with this paranoid conspiracy that everyone could potentially be a scrawl and you don't know who to trust. Um, I got some X-Files vibes from that and I loved it. And I love that we're taking a serious tone with this because this is a very serious uh, premise and and a very dramatic and, and you know, dramatic premise with gravitas. Sorry, I lost the words yeah. there for a second. I was going to say Gravik, um, which we'll get into. But yeah, that being said, um, I want to know what you guys thought of it. Um, Jen, I'll start with you. Um, initial impressions on episode one of uh, Secret Invasion. I went through this phase in high school where I loved spy stories. Ken Follet, The Eye of the Needle, The Key to Rebecca. I read them all. I went to a garage sale. I got a box of books for like a quarter. And this is right in that vein. Uh, this is very Winter Soldier-esque with the spy mm. story. The espionage, you don't know who to trust. Even if they were all human, you wouldn't know who to trust. I have a soft spot in my heart for Maria Hill. I cosplay Maria Hill. Um, I was thrilled beyond measure that Olivia Coleman and Amelia Clark were joining the MCU. Um, I've been a fan of Olivia Coleman since Hot Fuzz. And <sighs> yes, so... Um, I was so excited for this series to come. I couldn't wait. I was like a kid on Christmas and it did not disappoint me. I've heard mixed things from people and I have avoided getting in arguments on the internet this week, but um, <laughs> narrowly. Um, I just enjoyed it. Sometimes you just have to turn your brain off and watch something and not let outside stuff in and just let it be the story they're telling you. So that's what I did and I was not disappointed. What are the names of those people and where do they live, Jen? Um, just so that I know. No, no I'm joking. We, we got three people here to back you up in those arguments if it ever comes to that. And cause... one's a scroll, so I'm confident okay. in our chances. <laughs> um, love it. Um, thank you for that, Jen. Um, Puma, I want to hear from you. Initial thoughts on episode one of Secret Invasion. Oh, I'm absolutely loving it. I love all the action that's involved. Um, like Jennifer said, I'm having Amelia Clark join. I'm yeah. I love I love that she always does seems to be very like diverse in her roles like she has such a good range of like the roles she chooses and stuff like that so 
I'm excited to see, um, you know, through the series, how her character develops. Um, it's really good. It kind of kicks off like straight action in the beginning. And it's just kind of like it keeps your attention the whole time. Um, I have ADHD, so it's really hard to keep my attention for 54 minutes. But episode one did that. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, how it progresses after the first the first couple episodes for sure mm. <laughs> without giving away too much absolutely um love it and and to your point and to jen's point as well um the new additions to the mcu olivia coleman and and amelia clark wow phenomenal debuts uh we are totally going to dig in to sonia fallsworth and and uh to gaia uh later on this show i love it i i can't wait to hear what both of you guys have to say about both of these phenomenal debuts um for the mcu um, Jordan, what about you? Initial thoughts on episode one? Yeah, so I came into this sort of like blind because I didn't like I don't know the comics behind Secret Invasion. And usually for a lot of the MCU, like I know sort of like the lore and the background to the comics. And so um, it's really interesting to sort of go into this series without sort of no prior knowledge. And like at first I was hesitant because I'm like, do I want to let I, I don't want to say waste my time, but like, I, like there's stuff that like they're like, you need to watch this. It's the series. You need to watch that. And I'm like, I, I just like when I get home, I don't want to invest an hour in watching like something like I want to sit and watch it. And um, when this came on, I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try because it was Samuel Jackson. And like, he's just anything he's in. I'm like every contract. He has to cuss at least once. So I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Let's just do it. And so I like woke up this morning and I was like, you know what? Let me just watch it. Um, I literally it surpassed every sort of everything and i think this is something that we were talking about earlier where it was like all the mcu sort of series that are coming from disney plus have not disappointed me at all like they've just been phenomenal they've been amazing and it's like it, it, it i don't know I, I like i'm gonna go out on a limb and say like i feel like a lot of these are way better than the actual movies that are being produced by Disney and Marvel. And this didn't disappoint. I loved um, Coleman. I loved, um, uh, oh geez, uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting her name, uh, Amelia Clark. Yeah, Clark. Um, yeah. Which I was like, I was hesitant because I'm like, when you get somebody like Khaleesi, right? Like, fuck, Game of Thrones, all that stuff um, into this, it can either make or break this series. And none of these actors and actresses um disappointed me in this entire thing and i i kind of like jen's point where she was like yeah i love spy thing and like like i watch a lot of like murder mystery things like just in general and so literally from jump i was like he's not that's not him he's a scroll and like he wants and then like so you're kind of like trying to plot things like in the first episode which i love because it keeps you guessing um and so but uh, honestly like this first episode i'm gonna be hooked the entire series that's great to hear, Jordan Orozco. And I've started singing because our good friend Heartless has redeemed oh, no. sing mode for us, which means you guys will be tortured for, you know, the next, I want to say, two minutes. Um, I wish I could come up with better songs for this, but the theme is Secret Invasion, the musical. Um, God, I wish this song had a theme, this show had a theme so I could mimic that in my singing. Um, but anyways... Um, great uh, analysis, Jordan Orozco. Very excited. 
Uh, does everyone here on the call know the background of the comic books for Secret Invasion, the Secret Invasion storyline? Okay, very, very different than anything on the show. It revolves around a bunch of dead superheroes that are actually scrolls and come back. But the show is very grounded in reality, less fantasy. So this is very different, and it's very much like a spy show. Uh, as you mentioned, Jen, um, I'm running out of ways to sing, so I'm going to kick it <laughs> off. Someone who's a little bit more talented, um, Jordan. Um, I'm going to kick, I'm going to pick on you. Sorry. Um, do you, uh, what did you think of the beginning with Everett Ross and you know the chase sequence? Did you think it was really Everett Ross? Or did you think it was somebody else? <clears throat> so I thought it was, oh, well, I knew it wasn't Everett Ross because he was acting a little strange. And I was like, mm -mm, no, you ain't the first, you ain't the only person I've seen in Black Panther. And <laughs> you didn't do that. And I was like, you were acting a little weird. So then I was like, huh? And then, of course, because I'm a supporter of conspiracy theories, I was like, yes, bitch, I know what you're talking about. It's true. There's an invasion going on. And then this was the part. Can I please? Oh, God, Eric said, sorry, Jordan. Yeah, thank you, Eric. Um, then I was like, oh, shit, this is taking into, like, all of the information and everything going on is taking into account everything that happened after Captain, uh, um, uh, Captain Marvel and all of the Avengers and after the blip. And it was amazing. Did it say I can stop? Please say I can stop. Three more minutes. Um, so then I was like, oh shit, this is gonna get intense. And I was like, I caught up and I don't need to know the comics because I know what is going on. And yeah. Well, well done, Jordan. Since we've got two more minutes left, I'm going to pass the mic to Puma, who will take this home for us. Puma, what did you think of the beginning? I don't know what else to say there. <laughs> um, I actually thought that it was Agent Prescott that was a scroll. Um, if I like how they don't kind of let you know, they let you think what you want to think, and then they kind of do a plot twist, and you're like, oh, who is, like, it's like Clue, you know? So, um, yeah, I love the chasing scene, and then all of a sudden, it comes Maria Hill to the rescue, and, and uh, I don't know how much longer I can see. <laughs> but this is, this is really torture. <laughs> But we'll kick it to our final member, Jen. Um, Jen, in sing mode, um, thoughts on the introduction? I thought it was great. I really screamed when he fell onto the ground because, oh my God, I actually screamed out loud when I saw it with you and Puma at the launch. I don't know. I take lessons and I can't even sing. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> This, this uh, is the war 
worst mode ever. So um, bad, so bad. We're clear. We're clear. <laughs> we're clear. Yes, everyone hydrate. Everyone hydrate. hydrate. Sorry, Jen, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I didn't want you to sing further. <laughs> I was to. concentrating too much on the singing to even think of what I was trying to say, but no, it so was. So was I. It yeah. happens. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to say with these. Anyway, when sorry, we continue. get to the end, I actually have a comment about the beginning, if that makes sense. It kind of circles back. Yes. But, um, and I think you probably all know where I'm going with that anyway. But um, I do have a comment about the comics because my friend sent me a link about some guy doing talk about Easter eggs. In the comics, what was it about the scrolls turning themselves to cows? Oh yeah, there's there's a little bit about that. It's more for so people group. ate them and then they all turned into scrolls. Was that what? I, I, mean, I had to stop at that point because I had a meeting, but I was like, "What?" <laughs> if you've ever had scroll meat, it it's pretty good. I'm just gonna say, you know, I mean, I'll try that next time. Yeah, no offense to half of Puma because I know that she's repping scrolls <laughs> there. Uh, we only eat them if they turn into cows, Puma. Um, but but yeah. Anyway, sorry, Jen, continue. <laughs> no, that was, I was just my question because I was like, I need to look into this further, but I, I had course. to work today. Weird <laughs> what they make you do for money. But <laughs> Cool. Yeah, no, Um, it was a really exciting intro scene. I was really glad yeah. it wasn't the real Everett Ross because I really love Everett Ross. He's such a good character. Um, I didn't want him to die, so I'm I'm glad he didn't. Um, But yeah, I... Moving forward, Fury comes down to Earth, um, you know, rendezvous with Hill and reunites with Talos. Um, you know, I guess they've been talking a little bit about like, you know, just just a separate sect of scrolls that got kind of impatient because Fury wasn't really and, and Carol Danvers, they both disappeared. They haven't had homes yet. Um, and going back to kind of that intro, um, where Prescott was like, "Oh, you know, they're they're trying to take our planet." Um, that seems to be the plan for some of this, some of some of the, this different sect of scrolls led by Gravik, um, who Talos kind of introduces us to. And I'd, I'd like to talk both about two characters in particular, Gravik and Gaia. Um, Gaia, who we were introduced to in Captain Marvel, she was a, a little girl, really good at pinball. Really nice, beautiful eyes that, you know, you know, Monica Rambo really loved, um, you know, uh, and, and that was all we got with her. But now she's all grown up. She's the mother of dragons and the queen of the Andals. Um, and, you know, um, we she's she's taking in she's doing really good work. One, one, one can argue, actually, that the scrolls motivation to take in these people who don't have homes, who are being hunted and everything like that, kind of furnish a little bit of Earth as a bit of home for them. There's not it's it's a noble cause in some ways, um, but the methods and the means of doing it is 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 really awful. I mean, what do you think about Gaia, who we loved and is really good at pinball, um, abandoning her dreams of becoming a pinball wizard and, you know, um, furthering this this cause of of this secret invasion of Earth? I mean, like, what did you guys think when you met her character? Um, Puma, I'll start with you since you you cited really Amelia, um, Amelia Clark as, as one of the big things that you were excited for. Well, it's always interesting to see people that you're kind of rooting for kind of like switch sides a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of interesting. Well, and then it's hard too because it's like, depending on your perspective, like she's trying to help, you know, the people and stuff like that. But then at the same time, it's like she's doing it. She's going about it in a bad way, I guess. Like kind of, it's kind of hard. Like I kind of want to like, like be empathetic to her cause, I guess. But at the same time, it's like you know, like, Kalos is helping in another way, and she's kind of like, you know, on the 
on the bad side. So it's kind of interesting to see that happening. Um, but I kind of like that she's kind of like playing both sides in a way. Mm-hmm. Like she's kind of like still kind of like giving them little hints and stuff like that, but then also kind of still doing what she's supposed to be doing. So it's like I'm interested to see how that goes out in, in the future. Like if she just completely dedicates herself to one side or the other or just kind of like I, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes because it's kind of like I'm kind of like there's some like there's something going on and I'm like really interested to see like where <laughs> there's where episode three goes I see yeah um we also got a redemption from our good friend Q-Ball who Q-Ball Heartless um and and Jay Fancy Pants by the way thank you guys for tuning in and for chatting on the chat with us uh, since Q Ball redeemed uh, you're so punny for either Puma or Jordan, Puma, would you like to uh, make an a, make an attempt to add a pun for us? <laughs> you always gets me. I have I'm the I'm not funny at all. Like I'm funny. Let's see if I can think of a pun. Uh, let's see. Oh gosh, I know. I feel like I know so many until I get put on the spot. Um, let's see. Pun, pun, pun. Oh gosh. Oh, I hate this so much. Every I'm gonna start writing down puns to be a, ahead of time because I know him or Kurt always get me every time. Um, why do I always have like? <laughs> uh, I can't think of any puns. Could you come back to me in like a couple minutes? I I could. Uh, don't don't worry. We all know you're a funny guy. Um. Anyways, Jordan. Um. You know. Uh. I'd I'd love to hear what you thought about uh, Gaia and her character. Um, and, and also since, um, you know, it was Puma and you, I guess, who were called out by our good friend Q-Ball, if you have a pun that you'd like to share too, you're also on the spot. Um, I probably have to think about the pun. The only thing that came to me was like, with scrolls like these, who needs anemones? But that's not a pun. And that's (laughs) from, uh, Finding Nemo. And I just kind of like reincorporate that but i'll think of one um i understood that reference (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad um so i you know it's interesting that you say you know what do you think about guys because at first i was like oh amelia oh oh she's the leader oh i hate her just like i came to hate her in game of thrones and then you like you find out who she is and you find out like who like what's going on and and just sort of like the depth of just how far these people have, you know, have not fallen, but have like succumbed to in regards to like what's going on with with a uh, secret invasion. I do have to say, Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, every time he has a character, right? Like even in Captain Marvel, he like I don't. It, it's like his timber and his voice and the way that he plays this character that I'm just like I. yes like I'm on your side regardless if you're right or wrong right and um he and he doesn't miss in this in this character and in this episode um but I think I think with Gaia like I like I thought she was going to do the right thing in the end and it ended up being like oh so you are so brainwashed that like you have just completely radicalized right like from what's going on and from your father and from your mother and i think she still hasn't dealt with the fact that like um you know her mom's dead right like and was killed by the people that she's helping and i think she wants to believe um 
Talos, right? But like at the same time, it's like I've been so indoctrinated that like I can't like I can't bring myself to realize this. And so at the very end, which we'll probably talk about later, um, I was pissed. I was like, what the fuck? And then especially with like Maria, I'm like, I, I, I want to kill everybody. I just want to kill every single person in this thing and in that compound because I'm like, you had a chance and you failed like royally at this but you know i think i think amelia clark bringing sort of like her talent and her ability to play gaia from like what we saw in captain marvel to what's going on now is utterly beautiful um and i'm so happy she's such a versatile you know actress absolutely um agreed with all those sentiments and and 100 um yeah nothing to add there because it's such a it, it, well said jordan honestly and sure her her talent, her gravitas. It's a very subdued role right now. It's not yeah. like a, a very, and she's very good yeah. at that. She's very good at like starting at two and then slowly building up to a powder keg later on. And we saw that in Game of Thrones. So I can't wait to see that here. Yeah. Jen, um, I also want to get your thoughts on, as someone who also loved Captain Marvel and, and you know, was introduced to this character, seeing her go from there to where we she is here. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on on catching up with her now? Look, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. Yeah. They've had 30 years to get these yeah. people a home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sure. I know time sure. works differently for scrolls. So for them, it's been like five years or whatever. But it's been 30 years. Yeah. And they got a little preoccupied with other things along the way. Sure. All human things for the most part. So I can see where... I can see where the scrolls are coming from. That Thank doesn't you. mean their methods are right. Mm. So a little devil's advocate there. That being said, um, I also, I agree with Jordan. I thought that scene in the tunnels of whatever under the, after she hit Maria in the face, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> dad confronted her and that was, look, that's maybe not the time to tell your kid that your her mom is dead. That was a little harsh. Um, so I could see how maybe that might sour her a little on it and maybe make her say, well, I'll show you. Boy, did she. <laughs> but um, I did think maybe she was going to have a little change of heart because then she met with him and I was like, oh, okay. She's willing to put herself out on a limb and maybe extend a little olive branch here. And then, oh, no, no, not at all. So... It was interesting to see because they tricked us with that. They they had us going mm-hmm. one way, right? I was like, oh, okay, okay. But let's say, I mean, that would have been the, the end of the show. Yeah. No, okay, we're not going to do it now. <laughs> I, I'm going to help you thwart this guy. So, I mean, I think she, in a way, is staying true to who her character is right now. So that's mm-hmm. one thing. But also, they've had 30 years. Yeah. Kind of hard to be like, you had 30 years, Nick. And you guys both took off and you just left these people like hanging. Yeah. So I would be mad too. I don't know that I would be like, let's take over a nuclear plant in Russia mad, but I would be mad. <laughs> no, I I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, you know, 30 years is a long time. And whether it's Fury or whether it's Carol, um, I mean, like Carol, it's kind of funny. 
and I, I don't want to put blame anywhere, you know, because right. I, I actually do love Carol Danvers. Yeah. But I, I feel like the MCU iteration of Carol Danvers has been incredibly neglectful everywhere she's gone. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. like the the the, the Earth, Earth, for example, um, so many incidents that happened that she could have been helpful at just completely abandons Earth to find Skrull's home, you know, the Skrull's a home, but she still hadn't. So what was she doing all this time exactly? I know right. that there's a lot of other planets out there. I feel like that excuse only goes so far. Um, and with yeah. Fury, Fury's definitely super busy, but, you know, and he's been putting together this this team of Avengers and everything like that, which, yeah, the Earth needs the Avengers. Um, but you also made a commitment to these guys with Carol, and then both of you guys just disappeared. And then the snap happens, and he just goes off into space he doesn't want anything to do with with the world and that excuse because this is set mm -hmm. in 2025 the yes. snap everybody came back in 2023 which was 2019 yeah. our time mm -hmm. so everybody disappeared in 2018 yep. uh, that was still 20 some odd years to find them a home yeah Just yeah that's a long time to find yeah. them a home and when you come back to earth you you haven't you clearly haven't resumed any of those responsibilities or those obligations. In fact, you just want to abandon Earth. Um, and we're kind of seeing that, you know, there's there's potentially a little bit of PTSD there with Fury, you know, getting dusted, understandably yeah. so. Um, but we we haven't quite gotten to any sort of crux as to why he just wanted to leave Earth, what it was, you know, like the the real heart of the matter. And I'm hoping that we we dig deeper into that it better be a legitimate excuse to not pick up the responsibilities <laughs> that you had for an entire race of people um, that you kind of owe uh, a, a home to. Um, so uh, cue ball redeemed stretch. So everyone take a quick sec to uh, limber up. I also want to give a quick shout out to our good friend, Andy on the, on the chat. Hey, Andy. Uh, I see a good couple of messages here. I'm sorry. I have, I promise I haven't been ignoring you. Um, these guys and and their topics have just been uh, incredible as you've been watching. Um, but it sounds like you just finished the first episode. Uh, you thought it was a really excellent way to start it. I, we couldn't agree more. Uh, definitely would love to hear more of your thoughts there. Um, all very natural progressions. And uh, Sam Jackson gets a little bit more flexibility to be more Jackson as Fury um, <laughs> than already were his prior appearances. Agreed. I think there's a, a really amazing interrogation slash action, action sequence midway through where he's sitting in a 15th century Louis XV chair. Oh and he's <laughs> he's going full freaking Jules Winfield on us. He's like, mm -hmm. that, that was lie number one. Nobody gets to. I'm like, this is this is pure Jules Winfield right there. And I love it. Um, we're here for that. We, you know, I think this might be his most charismatic performance um to date as fury and i love that um i do want to touch on that a little bit more but before i do there is a huge huge elephant in the room in terms of charisma charm carrying this entire like episode for me and the highlight of this entire episode uh, uh, for me let's talk sonia fallsworth aka olivia coleman and jen i want to kick this to you i want you to start this off because i know hey you've got a special connection with this for for those of you who don't know uh, our Jen here is an amazing cosplayer and has the most amazing Sonya Fallsworth uh, cosplay. Uh, you could see with Windsor down there that she she came to play. She came to cosplay, and uh, yeah, um, Jen, we can't we can't talk about Sonya Fallsworth without starting with you. Let's go. 
<laughs> yes, as I said earlier, I was so excited to find Olivia Coleman. PC Doris Thatcher was joining the MCU. Obviously, she's done a few things, you know, little things since Hot Fuzz. Um, something about the Queen, the crowd, Oscar, not, something like that. Oscar, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, nothing will ever top Hot Fuzz. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I she's amazingly accomplished. Her Oscar speech. Her prank on Paul Rudd. If you haven't seen her prank on Paul Rudd, just Google the video of it. It's the funniest thing you'll see. Hilarious. Mm -hmm. I didn't know they were good friends. Apparently, they're very good friends. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. adorable. Uh, she is just a treasure. And when I found out she was in this, I was like, okay, I'm game. And then I did dress as her to go to the launch. And I made Windsor here. Um, based off one little screenshot of just the back of the owl's head, I realized he had an eye patch on. In mm -hmm. that particular screenshot, and she was like, she looks to me, she goes, you have the owl? Did you see this? And I'm like, no, nah, you don't know cosplayers. It's okay. You don't you'll understand. <laughs> it's fine. And yeah, she was really excited that someone had the owl and there were people dressed like her. It was really cool. But um, I, I love <laughs> the sass, the snark. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 I the wit. It. I just was like, yes, I love it. I, <sighs> it gets better guys that's all I'm gonna say but <laughs> oh better's relative but I'm so excited to see where they're gonna take this character I hope this isn't the only time we see her she's and if you know the howling commandos she's yeah. related to one of them the British mm. guy well obviously the British guy <laughs> um I can't remember his name except his last name Spallsworth. But yeah, I was so excited and I wasn't disappointed. Her character, and I love the little trick with the owl, which I'm assuming is how he gets his eye patch. Um, ah, sorry, Windsor. He's a different balanced, trick. Not he's not balanced Windsor. on Better Call Saul coasters right now, so he's a little he's a little wobbly. Oh, at least he's got good taste. Uh, that's that's what counts. Yeah. Yeah, I just. Um, her little snarky comments, you know, about the extraordinary rendition and, and her, all of it, her, her dialogue was perfect. Her delivery was perfect. Her wardrobe was perfect. Mm -hmm. Everything. I'm so excited. I want more. Her whole show. Just give her a show. <laughs> Mike could not agree more with you. Um, and Mike is speaking like this because our good oh. friend Heartless um, redeemed third person. So Mike is going to talk third person. Um, Eric. Mike is more grateful for this than sing mode because once Mike has done sing mode, the rest of this is easy. That being said, um, Jen, Mike could not agree more with you. Um, the amount of charisma and color that she brings to this, this, this is a very, like I said, like Mike said before, adult series, very serious series. And everyone basically talks like this for most of the series because it's a very serious, very, you know, uh, dramatic series. But then here comes Olivia Coleman, and she's like, everything she says could be delivered as, you know, also like serious and everything like that. But she delivers it with such a cheery demeanor that it's so brilliantly done. And I love that. It's so well done. She could cut down someone. And you would never know it because she's so happy and she's yes. amazing at it. Um, Mike would like to know uh, what Jordan thinks of the great Olivia Coleman and Sonia Fallsworth. Jordan, um, what does Jordan think of of the character? Mike is sorry. Jordan, Jordan sarcastically loves that you have chosen him uh, when he hates the two things that he has been made to do so it's fine though because 
Jordan loves Mike Manalo and um, appreciates it. But Eric on the other, no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, so Jordan felt that, uh, so Olivia Coleman is absolutely 100% a gem. If you've ever seen her accept an award or gone up on stage, she's probably one of the most hilarious and genuine people on the planet. And I didn't even know she was going to be, oh, Jordan didn't know that she was going to be in this series until Jordan watched it. And I was like, heck yes, perfect character, perfect casting, perfect everything. And it, 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 it gave sort of, you know, and what I, what Jordan loves about this series is it gives depth into not just Nick Fury, but all the people that have surrounded him and like things that have, sort of affected him as a person and we haven't even got into the fact that you know a lot of these characters are like you're not the same person and we see that right like we see that in this first episode where Nick Fury is not the same Nick Fury that we see in Avengers and all the other things right where he's got a handle on things it's almost kind of like he's become unhinged and he's become very unpredictable and 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 that's something that clearly costs right like maria her life where she foreshadows it in you know that bar scene which is just it, it, it i was like oh my god i was like no 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 no. jordan was like no 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 you're, you're okay you're okay you're not gonna die you're not gonna and then you know stuff happens so um but in 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 regard to um to olivia coleman it was perfect it was absolutely played well um, I hope she comes back because it was sort of just like the, it was like the comedic, but also like necessary relief in this entire episode where Jordan was like, heck yes. And my dad was even like, who is this woman? Like, what's going on? Like, I, who? Yeah. So um, definitely a lot of mystery, but also a lot of um, sort of it added to the episode. Mike would agree very, very much. Um, with one minute left with third person, Mike would like to toss it to Puma. Um, and Mike would like to know what Puma thinks of Olivia Coleman and Sonia Fallsworth as a character um, and just the debut in general. Okay, Puma will say uh, she wasn't quite familiar with Olivia Coleman until this role. So mm. She was quite surprised at the puns and sassiness and shade and she just perfectly portrayed this role. Like, I don't think if it, I, I like that everybody else is so like how you were saying, like everybody else is so serious, but she brings like such a neat little, like mm, to the, to the whole thing. Like she, she like just a little extra spice you need to need it um, compared to the other characters. And it's really funny because I got to meet her um, at the launch and she's like the sweetest nicest person ever. So it's hilarious to see like the stark difference, but like, She's this bubbly, fun, cute, nice, funny lady. And she's just like, I love it. Um, but yeah, I really, really love that she pretty much called uh, Nick out multiple times during that scene. Like, you're not the same Nick Fury. Like, you would have been caught by my henchmen. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Sony. Um, And she's just like calling him out. And he's just trying to deny it. And she's just like, hmm. You know, so I'm like, I'm still really, really like obviously there's only four more like there's five episodes after this so there's only six episodes total so i'm interested to see how they kind of uh go over this um 
and let us understand what exactly happened because like Nick Fury was obviously a bad mother such a mouth um when he's kind of like this demure almost elderly um just offbeat kind of person you're like whoa like I was kind of shocked when that happened so um, I'm interested to see her more hopefully I hope they have more dialogue together because she's very I like their chemistry I like their their back and forth so yeah I love that a lot (laughs) A hundred percent. By the way, uh, we cleared third person. For those wondering why Puma was uh, reverted back to to first person, it's because we cleared third person while she was talking. So um, we're in the clear there. Uh, I will. I will say this. Um, I do want to talk about the ending because I think that's that's a huge topic for us to cover. Um, but um, before I do that. Um, I want to give uh, a little bit of a shout out to Cuball who asked a question for the panel. And I think, um, you know, uh, it would be it would be great to just kind of answer this because it's a very interesting question. Um, what character would you like to see on Fury's team uh, in this season? He's definitely a huge Frank Castle fan. He'd love to see the Punisher team up with these guys. I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? Right. But um, Puma, I'll start with you. Um, if, if you could pick a character that could team up with Fury to be part of this team. Um, Marvel character, of course, MCU character. Um, who would it be? Oh, like anyone? Uh, if yeah. we could revive, I would love to see Natasha back. Mm. Um, I feel yeah. like she would be a really good asset in this whole series. And uh, yeah, if there was any way to bring her back, I would I would love to see Black Widow in this. Like if there's like psych, she's still alive, you know, like the psych thing that would be really cool. But um, yeah, I feel like she would be a really really Obviously, she'd be really, really good asset in this, and like I would love to see their them together. So that'd be really cool. I miss the dream team, uh, the the shield team, basically. Um, Jen, what about you? Um, thoughts on a character that you'd like to see join Fury's team? Well, until I realized he was a scroll thirty seconds in, I thought Ross meant we might see Valentina. Mm, that would have been cool. But I think Valentina and Sonia would be too. That'd be too much for Nick. So <laughs> I don't know that that would be a good addition now that I've seen the first episode. So, gosh, I don't know. I would have to, going back to S.H.I.E.L.D. times, I would have to agree with Puma and say, for the the way the series is written, mm-hmm. Nat is really the only one that makes any sense because it's 100%. a spy show, mm-hmm. not a superhero mm-hmm. show. 100%. Punisher makes sense too because he's a superhero, but his he's origin, crowned. you know, he's he's he was a cop, so yeah. yeah, absolutely. Jordan, what about you? Um, picks for somebody to join Fury's team? So it's hard to say because, but you know, I'm glad that y'all have brought up like sort of human superheroes that don't necessarily have these like sort of godlike abilities or abilities, right? Because my dad was like, well what you know i thought it was you know born you know people in the super and i was like no dad i was like this is like one of those episodes where it was like it was almost like falcon and winter soldier where it was like falcon you know is like a regular human which like if he came back as captain falcon right or like falcon like that might be something that might but i think if um I think if we're talking about people that are related to sort of the story arc, like maybe Monica Rambo, like, mm, right. Yeah. To like come in and maybe do that and then introduce Spectrum into it, like somehow, yeah. right. Like, and, and doing that, I think that would make sense. 
right? Like, because, you know, um, that might be something that's relatable. I think bringing in any sort of like Marvel, like superhero with somebody that has like extraordinary abilities would be too much. And I honestly might be disappointed in in the series if that happens. Like, even if it's yeah. just like a, you know, I mean, if it's just like a, hey, this is what's going on. And they're like, can't be there. Okay, cool, fine. But because this whole series is like sort of not metahuman, it's more like actual human, you know, based with with these aliens that are like also super powered. Um, I think it, it just makes sense. So I think like Monica Rambeau or anybody in that sort of story arc would make sense. I my theory is that we might get because this has to set up the Marvels because we've seen Fury in the trailer for the Marvels. Um, this is set in between. So at some point, I do wonder if Monica is going to make an appearance or Carol. Um, and then also, I think we all we already know that Rhodey's in this, you know, from the yeah. first episode. Um, so maybe he suits up. We don't know. That would be interesting. Um, my fantasy pick to answer your question, Cue Ball, is if there was anyone that I could resurrect and bring back to be a part of Fury's team, it's Agent Phil Coulson. Um, just because in a in a show um, where the tagline is, who can you trust? There is no one else you could trust more than Phil Coulson. Um, plus, he's also had some encounters with the Skrulls, too, um, you know, in his day. Um, but uh, Miss, Miss Phil, R.I.P. him, R.I.P. Natasha. And unfortunately... R.I.P. Maria Hill, one of the most loyal agents that this strategic homeland intervention enforcement and logistics division has ever procured. I want to talk about this ending, guys, because it's a it's a real tearjerker. Um, you know, I, I, I oh, also, sorry, Andy, I think you also wanted to mention Zemo would be an interesting dynamic to, to have as a guest star. Definitely agreed, by the way. Um, but. On the topic of this ending, because this is a huge cliffhanger ending for this, not just the show, but with ramifications on the greater MCU since an important character died. Um, I have to know what everyone thought about this. Um, Jen, I'd, I'd love to start with you. Um, you know, uh, as, as a Hill cosplayer, as someone who, like you said, is this character resonates with so much. Um, you know, thoughts on this ending? Um, did you think that this was it for her and and all of that? I mean, what do you what do you think? My heart. I mean, <laughs> I um, I don't know how close you were sitting to me at the launch or to my <laughs> whole row, but our, our whole row was very vocal and very <laughs> reactionary when this happened. Yeah. Um we did this weird seven seat group hub thing. There was crying. There was explain. I mean, I was not ready for that. I was waiting for her to turn green because she was a scroll at the end of far from home. So I'm like, okay, she's still a scroll. This is fine. And then she said it was you. And I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. And she died. And I'm like, come on. Nah, nah, it's fine. And then Gravic Fury there with his smirk on his face. Um, like, I was physically angry. Our friend Alice was, like, looking down the row at me for my reaction. Like, to make sure I wasn't going to murder someone, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, <sighs> I couldn't actually talk to anyone about it who hadn't been there. People would ask me, what'd you think? And I was like, just see that. And I can't talk about it because I will give something away. I'll say something and I'll give something away. Um, 
I get it. I I get that it moves the story forward. I'm not going to say it was a bad decision. It it broke my heart, but that doesn't mean it was wrong to do. The shot from above really got me because it was Natasha and Gamora all over again. Yeah. And that that like my friend said it best. She's like it was like the whole sacrifice of the piece of a soul again, but it was Nick Fury's soul. Mm. That was a piece of Nick Fury's soul that died right there. And this is just like Coulson was what the Avengers were going to avenge. This is now Nick Fury's motivation. Yeah. And yeah, I was really, I, I've cried a lot over someone who doesn't even exist the last week. <laughs> Just because she does mean a lot to me as a cosplayer and as someone who, because I've researched her to cosplay her, right? So you get to know your character because when you're cosplaying and you're talking with people as the character, you don't have to know them. And yeah. it just, it really is a, it, it just is something that was kind of personal and it kind of, I took it personally. I took it personally. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Um, but it did. It, it broke my heart and it broke my heart that she thought Nick Fury killed her. That yeah. really, that I think was the worst thing for me. I was just like, that's the last thing she thought, you know? Yeah. And yeah, and I can't, I'm going to start crying again. So I'm going to. It's, it's funny because you, first off, what a poetic sentiment that, you know, it's a piece of Nick Fury's soul that, that just died. It's huge, you know, I thought. And the, the tragedy that ends up, um, that that I can end up seeing. You guys remember Age of Ultron, where Tony's like, "Oh, is that woman ever not working for you?" Um, and then you know, to to have her live her life out, pretty much serving this, being the right hand person for this this guy, only to have him her think that she's the one, he's the one that shot her. You know, that's that rips your heart out of your butt, guys. Um, I I think if they if if they ended this with her singing let's go to the mall that was like her final words then it would have been so much better um but unfortunately they didn't do that um but but yeah uh, puma thoughts on this ending and this shocking shocking event but for also that how i met your mother is one of my favorite shows ever so thank yeah. you for that because i sing that all the time i reference that show daily almost um but uh yeah that, that was such a heartbreaking scene because it's like you have everybody kind of like, okay, I got eyes on this person. Okay, I see this person. I see this person. There's the decoy going on. I'm like, okay, that was obviously, like, I'm surprised with how much they've been through. They didn't call that there was going to be a decoy or they didn't expect that because, like, there's always a decoy. Like, even if, uh, is it Gaia? Even if Gaia didn't tell them, they should have already expected that at some point there was going to be some type of decoy or be prepared for it. And they weren't. It was like, they're slipping. It's like, everybody's a step ahead of them and it's kind of like, like frustrating because i'm like you guys are like the top people like that's why they send you to these missions like you're supposed to be able to handle this and like favor everyone and it's like to see that happen and to see you know uh graphic just like bouncing back and forth in between different people like that was probably my favorite part of the whole episode was like him just walking by doing the side eye at nick switching yeah. switching people doing the side eye like i'm like that was like one of the most insane like effect, like things I've ever seen done, and it was just like that that kind of stuck with me. I'm like, wow, you really don't know who it is. It could be a little girl, it could be an old lady. Like it was crazy just seeing him bounce on down. I definitely didn't expect him to do the Nick Fury thing. Like that was like that was kind of like crossing the line. I'm like, wait, 
hold on, like, now there's just, like, no law anymore. Like, you're just like, hold on. And to have, like, all the, af- I know we can't talk about the aftermath of that, but, like, the aftermath that happens after that, it was just, like, it sucks knowing that Maria thought that Nick killed her and that anyone else that could have seen that thought Nick Fury killed her. Like, it's horrible. Like, that is, like, the most betrayal, like, blasphemous thing that could have happened. I was just yeah. like, yo, they're, this is the first episode. This is episode one. They're just yeah. like, gutting us. Like, Marvel has been gutting us from Endgame and beyond. Like, every, it's like they're just trying to, like, rip our hearts out. I'm like, wow. So, like I said, I'm excited to see where this goes and where what happens next. But I'm like, it kept me on my, the edge of my seat. Like, I was literally on the edge of my seat like this. Like, what? Yeah. Like, hold on my seat for, like, the after scene credit or something. After credit scene or something. And I'm like, oh, this is this is what happened. Okay. So, yeah. Marvel, Marvel has no mercy anymore. They're just kind of like, <laughs> we're coming for your hearts, y'all. I'm sorry. They're not even sorry, actually. <laughs> it it definitely adds stakes to everything, right? I mean, this mm-hmm. is this is a real war. It's really personal for Fury. You know, I mean, this is it's it, yeah they have no mercy it's it's horrible but <laughs> it's it's great for the story um jordan um thoughts on this ending on maria hill um all of this yeah so i think there's a lot because <laughs> the minute <laughs> it happened i was like no it's like that's fake right? like that's fake it's cinematic no that's fake and then i was like Oh, this fucking bitch. Oh, oh. And I knew, so I think from Jump, like, I knew that, I knew that Gavik was all those characters. Because from, like, the little girl, I was like, Mm -hmm. something's off with her. And then the the making out couple, I was like, why would you look up at somebody like that? Like, when you're making out with somebody, I was like, I would never do that. I'd be like, some asshole staring at us. We need to go. Right. And then it was the guy in, in, in the bar that I was like, why the hell did you just say that? Right. Like, <laughs> why would you know that? And I was like, something, something's going on. And then when he was switching characters, I was like, oh, this fucking asshole. Um, but mm-hmm. I think for me and Jen, I had the, I don't know, maybe we should be in like a zombie apocalypse, like team together because my immediate reaction, I got pissed. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, hell no. And then I knew that wasn't Nick Fury. I knew it because of the way that he said, hey, Maria. And I was like, no, that doesn't sound like Samuel L. Jackson. And then shot her. And I was like, you know, oh, yeah, oh, hey, hell. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, no, no, no. And then it did it. And I immediately was like, oh, my God. My dad was in the room. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, not Maria. I was like, not Maria. And he was like, what? Because he doesn't know. Like, he doesn't right. know. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I was like, I, like, I, I got, like, viscerally mad. Because I was like, so for me, like, I have seen Maria not only in the films, but also in, like, video games. In, in, in games that I've played since I was a kid. Like, Maria Hill is, like, Nick Fury's, like, second hand and like especially with like the avengers and like all the other things that have like come out and then just to see this character portrayed in like real life right like and then to see her just off like that it was very infuriating for me 
And I'm like, oh no, I need to know what happens. I need to know what goes on. And then in my head, I'm like, mm, if I know Marvel, right? Like they can bring people back like they did like Coulson. Like they can just do it. She's not dead. She's not dead. And like, so I'm like still trying to convince myself that like she's not dead, right? Like in my head. And hopefully something will happen where I feel like Maria will come back, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in this entire series. Um, it was powerful. It was very relatable to certain things that are going on. It was very um, just, you know, it, it, it raised the stakes into what this entire series is going to be. And if I need to go into every episode expecting the unexpected, I'm going to do it because if this first episode told me anything, it's that that's exactly what I need to do. Um, I'm excited and I'm so thrilled that this freaking series is going to be this way. Um, that's all I can say. Well said. I think we all agree on that. And honestly, guys, I could talk about this all day, but it is that time. Um, we, we love that you spent this hour with us to talk about this grief counseling, as it were, for <laughs> RIP Maria Hill. <laughs> Um, but, uh, honestly, um, it means the world to us that you guys are watching and we hope that you stick around for this after show every single week, um, for the next six weeks. Um, we will be back next week on the 30th, um, and, uh, we'll be talking about episode two. Um, but until then, um, Jordan Orozco, where can everyone find you? Uh, Instagram city of stars 13. I post funny stories. Um, and yeah, that's, like basically where you can find me. yeah awesome awesome jen how about you where can everyone find you sitting here crying over maria hill no uh, <laughs> that's so funny uh instagram i am at uh do underscore at under no at do underscore as underscore peggy says and also you can follow my cosplay adventures as well as some of mike's and some of our friends at California Avengers on Instagram also. That you can. Where Maria Hill is alive in that yes, group. Yes. She is. She, she has not died in that group. No. Uh, never will. No. Never. But anyways. Um, and last but not least, Puma, um, where can everyone find you? Um, I'm pretty much on all social media under Puma Does Cosplay. Um, I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. Twitter sometimes. Sometimes TikTok. But yeah. I post cosplay stuff, uh, red carpet stuff. I do press coverage for certain events also. I like to do spooky events. So if you like the spooky dark macabre, you know, find mm -hmm. a spooky girl here. Mm -hmm. Puma does. <laughs> <laughs> and Puma, I did not give you enough credit for being an amazing cosplayer as well. Um, just <laughs> yes. If you guys didn't get that already from the amazing paint the job makeup. that she did. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> she, is, she is phenomenal. Um, all three of you guys have just been the most wonderful people to discuss this with, to share this with, and I hope that we get to do this again um, as the rest of the series progress progresses. Um, for for everyone out there, I've been Mike Manalo. You can find me at TidyBullBoy182 on Instagram, Twitter, and also on the Nerds of Color, WhatToWatch.com, and that's at LA. Uh, until next week, folks, hang in there and uh, be careful. You don't know who to trust. See ya. <laughs>